Hello again, everybody. I am the Common Sense American. And speaking of common sense, I want to get right to the point because I believe that this is something that everybody has noticed. Uh, and they've noticed it increasingly in recent years would be my guess. I could go on about how the vaccine uh, for COVID is proving to be more ineffective than they ever thought, that it does not uh, stop the disease from spreading, that it will help with severity of uh, the illness if you do get it, uh, but otherwise, you know, we're proving it natural antibodies are vastly superior. We're starting to learn that. Uh, but I've done enough on the vaccine. I've done enough on COVID. I don't want to talk about Biden and the Afghanistan mess. That's all just backfiring at him so badly. Um, and Democrats, I think, will pay for it in the future. The midterms, uh, you know, they're still a little ways off, but it's just next year. And I don't think people are going to forget this at all. But above all else, and I have, I think one of the reasons why I want to talk about it this week is because I've noticed it so much recently. And I have mentioned it in the past, especially early on in the first year or so when I was doing this podcast. It was more of a, a social observation sort of show where I would just talk about what I saw and how the impact of uh, stupidity and laziness and and socialism is is rapidly causing this country to deteriorate. And after the pandemic, it has become abundantly clear that we are creating legions of people who have nothing. They have no gumption, no drive, no discipline, no responsibility, and no work ethic. And all I see everywhere I go are about how, oh, the, the, it's so difficult to find a job with a, quote, uh, living wage that it's up to companies and businesses to uh, pay people more because, you know, minimum wage is no good. Um, and how everyone seems to be suffering in the wake of the pandemic, which is a big pile of crap. Uh, if you look at car sales and house sales and big ticket item sales, they've all been through the roof for the past year. And uh, this does this. It's not just the rich that are buying either. We're, we're talking about if you've been in the market to buy a car, just a regular car in the past six, eight months or so, you know what I'm talking about. Same goes with houses. Same goes with uh, household furniture. Just the simplest things. Very difficult to get because people have a lot of money. I'm not saying everybody's rich. I'm not saying that everybody has a ton of disposable income. What I'm saying is that people, the idea that there was a recession is, is garbage. The, there's no numbers that, that, that say there was one. Um, nor, nor is there any evidence to say people are, you know, hard up right now. It's the definition and perceptions that have been seriously skewed over the years. People talk about not having enough and, and the, the living wage thing. Our definition of need has altered so much so that we have, and, and on top of which, we have become more and more incompetent and unable and incapable of doing things on our own. Worst, the only things that a lot of humans do are just subscribe to services, services for everything. They won't do anything themselves. They won't even cut their own lawn. They won't even feed themselves. They have food delivered right to their door. Uh, every single thing around the house is done by someone else because they have the money to do it. Here's the thing. When my grandparents and when many people, uh, you know, pre-war, 
uh, late 19th, early 20th century of the United States when uh, we were still growing and, and building. The, the idea of someone being poor, poor was poor. Poor was you're going to starve to death. You don't have a roof over your head, you might freeze to death. Today's poor, in stark contrast, have absolutely every creature comfort you can imagine because we have a million safety nets and a million programs. They all have smartphones, computers, and internet access, and homes, and there's a very few number of homeless, and even then, they tend to all have beds. Uh, the idea of what you need to survive has gone a long way from, say, Henry David Thoreau and Walden. And, you know, people believe that certain things are absolutely necessary to survive, and 90% of them are not. We are told that we have to have a, live, a certain lifestyle. We are told that if we're not living a certain way, we're poor. And we're told that it doesn't matter that we don't learn any of this, that we don't learn how to feed ourselves, that we don't learn how to fix our own stuff, we don't learn how to do anything, that everyone else is going to do and we're just going to pay somebody to do it. The only reason that works is because we all, well, many of us, I don't really, but a lot of people have money to pay for these services. I just wanted to get a quote on a, on a, a coat of paint for the house. I just don't, I don't have the time. And in that case, I understand it. But I certainly could do it. If I had to, I would. I can afford to get it done, so I will. It's not a very big house. That helps. But if I absolutely had to and I wanted to save the money, I would and could and should. But it surprised me how quick I was to completely dismiss it and say, no, I'm just going to get somebody to do it. And it was some years ago where I was just, you know, in, in looking at everything, I was stunned at how helpless I was at how I really couldn't do much of anything for myself. Uh, if even the smallest thing broke, and I don't mean on a car, but the smallest thing, I couldn't fix anything. And I come from a family where the people fixed everything. And, and you know, my grandparents and my parents, my fathers and grandfathers, uh, uncles and aunts, and they, they lived in a, in a very different world where they bought nothing new. They very rarely bought anything. If they needed something very often, they made it or they grew it. And if they didn't know how, they had no choice but to figure it out because they couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford to buy new things. It was very rare that people could buy brand new things, especially big ticket items. It's why my grandfather learned how to work on, on cars and engines and, and make them run because there was no way he could afford a new car, a new vehicle. He didn't run for 300,000 miles and he'd just keep fixing them. When something broke and he didn't know what was wrong, he figured it out and went to fix it because he really didn't have any other option. Feed five, six kids, you got to grow some food because you couldn't possibly, many people could not buy that much food for very large families. It just wasn't going to work. You had to find a way to get it done yourself. Things went wrong in your house, you fixed them because many of them built their own houses. Forget building your own houses. Now people can't even change light bulbs. They have problems with everything. They can't fix anything. They don't know anything. It's shocking what people don't know. People run oil right out of a lawnmower, not even guessing that it's something that, that that could happen. And they just go buy a new one. They don't care about it. They don't really think about it. They don't talk about it or maintain it because it doesn't matter. They have plenty of money. They're just going to get another one. And in this wake, we have people who simply aren't working. Who simply we, we have employers and businesses that have to bribe people to come back to work after the pandemic because we continue to pay them for sitting home. 
The $15 an hour minimum wage will do nothing. Why? Because all it does is strain 99% of the businesses on the planet to the point where all they're going to do is they'll be forced to give you that $15 minimum wage, but they will also just cut your hours because they can't afford it anyway. So in the end, you'll end up making the same. Not every company is a Google and an Amazon and a Disney and an Apple. I know Democrats want to think they are, but they're not. 99% of them are small businesses like the ones my parents run who couldn't possibly afford to pay everybody $15 an hour. And nor are they worth it. People used to work two, three, four jobs. My father was working by the time he was 16. My grandfather was working by the time he was 12. They worked and worked and worked. Are you going to say, you're going to argue that they just worked themselves into an early grave or something? My father lived, my grandfather lived to his 97. Was he miserable? Was he a workaholic? Was he working all the time? Did he spend no time with his family? Hell no. Ask the children who grew up there. That's not true at all. They just all worked. They had a work ethic and they believed in it. Everybody in the country did. Taking handouts was embarrassing and a humiliation and they didn't want to do it. Buying new things was sort of humiliating and actually frowned upon. Oh, you bought that because what? You couldn't fix the one you had? What's wrong with you? You couldn't, you, you actually hired somebody to paint your house? You can't paint your house? My father still can't get over the fact that grown men are driving around in $65,000 pickups going around mowing people's lawns. When he was growing up, that was a kid's job. You mowed someone's lawn and get five bucks for the summer. Now because nobody will do it, even though they have all the money and time in the world, way more money and time than anybody has ever had in the history of this country, and they still won't do it. This speaks to the objectivism the Ayn Rand philosophy, that the more incentive you give people to do nothing, the more they will do nothing. You give them money, and they will live a certain way because that's how they are, not because they have the money to do it. We're creating people who are lazy and want to be lazy and want to seek ways to be lazy and rationalize it. And people go, okay, Democrats say it's not a living wage. Nobody has a living wage. They have to work several... That's the, that's the problem. No, the problem is they can't figure out a way to live with a decent wage because they think they have to have a certain lifestyle or, quote, be poor. They have to... And people are driving around who make way less than I do in perfectly brand new cars and perfectly fine houses who have everything they could ever possibly need. And they're supposedly poor? They have no idea what poor is. And the worst part is... It's affecting how people, how, how jobs are being done. People are just incompetent. They will not do their jobs. They can't do their jobs. They do badly at them. Uh, trying to get someone to do a good job and be proud of their job is getting more and more difficult. Just ask employers. They cannot find anyone. We are in a spot now where everywhere I go, I see signs that say, I'm sorry, we are understaffed. Uh, we're hiring, uh, you know, please fill out an application. People are begging for work. I'm sorry, people are begging for help. People are not begging for work. You've never seen, I've never seen this mass onslaught of employers just throwing their hands in there going, why can't we get anybody to work? It has nothing to do with the wage. They're giving you a fine competitive wage and all kinds of benefits and incentives that never existed before. Don't forget that for about 200 years in this country, people just went to work and got money. They didn't get anything else out of it. You're lucky if you got a few days off. Forget the benefits and the fringe benefits and all these extra perks that come along with it that we expect today, that we, that we anticipate having and think we need. 
because we're told that that's what we should have. You strip away uh, the layers of things that we don't need, the fluff, and you will see what everybody actually does need. And you will find that there's plenty of work to go around. It's just that they won't do it. They won't do it. They won't work more than one job. They won't work more than 40 hours a week. And they believe that they should be able to get all the money in the world for not doing that. They, even so, you know, I suppose if you work for the state, and you're pampered and spoiled and don't live in the real world anyway, you have no freaking clue. Uh, you work for the state or federal government, you have no idea. You've got your Cadillac health insurance. You've got the massive pensions for when you retire. You've got, you know, you could shoot the Pope and not be fired. You don't live in the real world, so shut up and don't talk to me. And in the end, what we have is just millions and millions of spoiled, entitled brats who do badly at their jobs and expect to be paid and not be fired and expect to be rewarded and even promoted. And it's showing in everything. Not only are people having difficulty finding employees, more specifically, more to the point, they're having extreme difficulty finding good employees. And that is what you get when you start just randomly upping the amount of money people get, when you start throwing down all these safety nets and incentives and programs designed to help the so-called poor who have absolutely they have every single thing I have and more. I have noticed that. They're not millionaires, but they got everything they need. And the idea that they don't is a lie and a myth and falling hard on the shoulders of those who actually do work for a living. The people living at home until they're 40. The people who just absolutely flat out refuse to accept a salary under a certain amount because college told them that they could get this amount. Well, I got news for you. Maybe you're not so much in demand. Maybe they can't use you. Maybe you have to actually work your way up or maybe, God forbid, you might actually have to work at something else and learn something else. People just have no desire to learn anything. They don't want to learn anything new. They don't want to learn how to take care of themselves. They don't want to learn how to fix things, build things, do things for themselves that would save them money. They don't want to do any of that. None of it. They don't have any sort of interested minds at all. It's shocking to me. It's, it's, it's more shocking when I really do a direct comparison to previous generations and what they really knew, what my grandparents and what people in that generation did to cut corners for their finances and, and stay afloat and keep their family afloat and figure out ways to do amazing things with a very small amount of money. Now, am I saying that we should go back to people being somewhat underpaid and having them work 80 hours a week at $3 a day or something? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there's a happy medium. And once again, we have gone way too far past it. The pendulum has swung a long way past true, I would say. And now we're in the exact opposite. We have the exact opposite problem. Before, uh, you know, manufacturing and industry in the, in the late 17th, uh, late 18th century, where it was becoming, during the Industrial Revolution, it was like a, we had like sweatshops and unions had to come in and it was a good thing. Now, now look. Now we've gotten to the point where they demand the world and are completely just, they're not tenable. There's nothing we can do with these people. We're telling them that they had to go to college, that they had to incur $100,000 worth of credit of college debt. So that really is on us in a lot of ways. And then they come out and realize that, wait a minute, everybody has a college degree and not everybody is worthwhile. And, oh, by the way, I just had a piss poor education because it is. And employers are rapidly starting to realize that, you know what, we don't want these people. They cause way more trouble than they're worth. They demand the world. They 
rarely even show up for work. They have no real gumption. They believe that they're the ones who are in control. And in today's world, unfortunately, employees are in control. Employers have a lot of trouble. They have a lot of trouble with labor boards and complaints in the media who are always against them. This anti-business, anti-corporation, anti-work uh, rhetoric that has been spread from by the left for the past 40 or 50 years has taken its toll. People don't have to wear uniforms to work anymore. They don't have to show up on time or get fired. They don't have to do, they don't have to hustle. And what do we have? People literally just sloughing around their, their workspace, shuffling, doing nothing quickly, being surly and rude and just incompetent and believing that it doesn't matter. I'm not saying everybody should be running around in circles. What I'm saying is people should do their jobs, take pride in doing their jobs as best they can to the best of their ability. And I don't see anybody doing that right now. I really don't. And yes, it's mostly young people or younger. They're just getting worse. You can't hire them. My parents, you know, they'd like, you know, it makes sense for them to hire somebody younger. They, they, they've got a lot of boxes to move and they got to be active. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's a job. It's, 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 it's to make money while you're going to school or whatever. But you just, they found that you can't, you can't hire these people. They're completely unreliable. They do absolutely nothing. They do the bare minimum. They treat you like crap and believe that they can get away with it because they're told that employers are just a bunch of evil villains and employees are the righteous workers of the world, this communist bull crap, where they can tell everybody how things are going to be and that's the way it has to be. We live in a world now where employees lecture employers and believe that this is the right way to do things and can do whatever they want and demand everything in return. This doesn't work. The work yourself up thing, the start on the bottom rung and work your way up. The, the, the attitude of, okay, I, you know what, I shouldn't buy that brand new. I should fix what I have or learn how to fix it if possible. Or buy something that's used that I could maybe fix up. Or do anything that uh, for myself, for my house, for my family, for my property, everything I can think of to do that could save my, uh, a lot of money. And not only that, but a lot of frustration, a lot of dependence on others. Our, we have become so woefully dependent that we are, we're, 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 it's terrible. You, you, you take one of us, really, and you just shove them back in time to, I don't know, pilgrim days or when they're building this uh, Jamestown or something, when they're building this country, they'd be dead in two days. You know, and they would be, they, there'd be, you know what, there'd be no crying over it because they're just in the way. You are not doing anything to contribute, and you're expecting us to take care of you. That is the prevailing belief right now, expecting us to take care of you. And that is what happens. I railed about this in my socialism podcast a long time ago where I said, look, when the, when the doers become enslaved, when the achievers get a ball and chain around their ankle and are forced to provide for the people who don't do, for the people who are incapable. Then you have a declining incentive for people to actually achieve and succeed on a very high level. What's the point? Why? I'm going to be hugely limited and hindered and hounded from all my efforts, and it's just going to go to people who are completely useless. We cannot afford to have this keep happening. We cannot afford to watch. I mean, what, what's next? 
Well, I mean, how, how far up can the, will the incompetence go? How, how much lower can the standards get for passing tests for things in schools? And what about licenses? How much, how much lower will the bar drop? Will we start having to drop the bar on, oh, I don't know, pilot licenses because we're just not capable anymore? So we have less capable people flying the plane simply because we refuse to force people to achieve on the level we achieved at previously? It's already happened in schools. Why wouldn't that happen in the workplace? You think it's impossible? Think again. What you have to do now just to get a driver's license compared to what you had to do 60 years ago, you'd be stunned. You think that's not going to trickle on over into things and people are going to pay the price big time? You think it's not already happening? When standards fall across a country, across an entire society, from top to bottom, and people have to do less and less and less to get everything they need, you will get an incompetent, dangerously uh, uh, unable society. They're not, they can't function on their own. They can't. And the really important jobs that require a whole lot of training and a whole lot of belief in, in yourself and confidence and attitude of the, the, the discipline and drive and dedication that is required to succeed, those jobs still have to be here. But if we don't have the people to fill those jobs and we're starting to fill them with people that are substandard because we don't have any choice, what do you think is going to happen? This, this is not good and this is a direct result, a direct result of liberal crap. That's all it is. The everything is okay, the work too much, you get some sort of ulcer, the, the oh gee, we should have to take care to feed our souls. Just shut up. We're done with this. We're going to have to go back to work and we're going to have to readopt many of the uh, beliefs and attitudes from 100 years past or we're not going to make it. And it's the decline will be fast. It's already happening. Take a look around. People will not do what they're supposed to do. And they do it badly. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say for today. Uh, I don't believe I'm the only one seeing this. It's pretty freaking obvious, at least to me and where I go. Um, I live in a heavy blue state, so maybe it's more obvious here. Um, but it's just something I think we need to be aware of. Not that anybody's going to do anything about it because... Democrats are in control. They really just think the best way to do this is to make people, people more dependent on government and on everybody else and completely destroy the individual and completely destroy independence. We do need to force people to be more independent too. Yeah, you know what? You're not going to have the world. You're going to have to figure some things out in your, for yourself and learn some new things. That's what life is about. But anyway, as usual, I'm sure I'm in the minority, especially among my age group. Uh, but I do appreciate you listening, and once again, it's always free. I don't, you know, I don't ask for your email or any private personal information. I don't do ads, and I don't do explicit content. So uh, feel free to tune in every week and subscribe. It's all free. And uh, next week, I'll, I'll be back again with something else to talk about. And until then, I'll, I'll just hope that everybody can maintain a little bit of common sense and a whole lot of observation for the, for the time ahead. That's it for me. Thank you.